ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And your boy, Stevie Jobber. And we are the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast, just putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Man, whew, this was a this was a good week for wrestling. Yeah, if I man. Don't, if I, I don't I, say so myself, this was a good week. I think uh, I think uh, my heart is feeling is feeling a, a little better. Um, it's feeling warm. Uh, I feel like I'm heard. I feel like this is probably <laughs> the best week in wrestling, um, maybe all year. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't steer too far from that because the last couple of weeks have not been the greatest mm. uh, for us and other fans. But every it seems like everybody this week has just stepped it up a notch. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's that Christmas in July feeling for us or I don't know what it is, but it's definitely been a good week. Uh, but you know how it goes over here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to kick it off with the wrestler of the pot. Stevie, who you got for us this week? All right. So. I keep a lot of tabs on a lot of guys and I feel like uh, it takes a lot for me to shout out a Philly guy. You know, they got to be really legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found one that I've been keeping tabs on for a really long time. I wanted to really wait until it was the right moment to announce him, but he's got enough accolades at this point where I feel like it's, it's very valid. Um, the guy this week, the wrestler of the pod, is one half of the tag team South Philly's finest, Jimmy Conway. Mm. Uh, he's been in the ring with the likes of MVP, Alpha from the Samoan Dynasty, Jacob Fatu, Bob Holly, Hernandez, you name it. Um, he's got merch on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, he's been Pro Wrestling Empire Tag Champion. Uh, PPW tag champion. He's been uh, the world extreme wrestling C4 elite tag champion for over 600 days. Damn. Um, yeah, he's he's mostly found in the Monster Factory, uh, but of course he wrestles for all different promotions. And um, at this point, he's one of the best uh, tag team wrestlers on the indie circuit. So shout out to Philly's own Jimmy Conway. Um, they're part of, you know, I'm a sucker for a great look, right? They're, uh, the tag team is a good uh, old school mob gimmick. Okay. Um, so, it, it, you know, they're out there with the suspenders and the, the vest and the bats, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's a very, it's a very classic gimmick, but um, of course, their in-ring proves how much, you know, how much they're worth in the ring and uh, how much their gimmick sells, especially with the people they've been uh, in these matches with. MVP, most notably, um, has been a big supporter of theirs. He just kind of fits their, uh, their kind of style. So mm-hmm. a shout-out to Jimmy Conway, one half of the greatest tag teams out there on the Indies uh, and current wrestler of the pod. Yeah, definitely shit. And all them people you just named, those are some uh those are some hard hitting talents right there that he's been mm-hmm. in the ring with. Mm-hmm. So he can't be a slouch. And some good vets, man. Some good mm-hmm. vets. Bob Holly and Hernandez, they don't they don't slack around, man. Yeah, not at all. 
if you're out, go check on them. They're in pro wrestling tees. Just type in South Philly's finest, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, we might have to take a trip down and see see them uh, one of these days. Yeah, yeah. We can get some hands on some tickets, man. I'd love to go see mm-hmm. them. Definitely. Um, but let's get into the week news, man. I think we're gonna we're gonna switch it up this week because um the highlight of the week, actually, uh, because we're recording this on the night of money in the bank, um, so far is impacts is uh impacts WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Uh that that show is definitely great. So I think now we're going to have to do a slight switch up and we're going to have to save that for last. Yeah. So we'll be doing the first half of the show. uh, Unlike most of our shows, we're doing the first half of the show as all WWE news and then ending with the ending news, uh, surprisingly enough, but trust me, it is worth it. Um, If anybody's been following TNA impact, um, even partly AEW, this was an amazing, amazing, amazing show. Um, so we're ending with that. We're starting with Raw. Yeah, I mean, and and this isn't to say that, you know, WWE had a bad week, because really they didn't. No, this they ended just, on a high note as well, yeah. This was just an amazing week that it's kind of like we got to flip the script a little bit and, and run this down as it should be. Yeah, basically. Um, so I want to start with, uh, I'm going to start low and then go to the biggest news of Raw. Um, mm. What do you think of the fact that superhero Nikki, which I believe her name is Nikki Ash now? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know what the A-S-H is. Um, uh, almost a superhero. Almost a superhero. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. What, you do, much you love what, what, do you, what do you think about her... Uh, almost heroic superhero win streak that she's been on um i honestly couldn't really care less about nikki being a superhero or almost being a superhero uh i'm kind of just hoping that they don't take this you know quote unquote win streak and ride this momentum to have her come out on top at money in the bank yeah, I would hope not as well. I think we all because yeah, sure the fans some some of the younger fans are enjoying it. Yes, yeah, like some some of the younger fans are having fun; they're enjoying it, sure. But all the actual like you know real fans know who they want to win. They don't want Nikki to win. There's a clear cut person that is in prime position right now to get the briefcase to be Miss Money in the Bank, and it's fairly obvious. Yeah. I think I think we all, a majority of us, think Liv should get it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all pretty concrete on that one. Um, so I do, I never thought about that, though. I do hope they don't, uh, or they aren't pushing Nikki to win, because that would really suck. I would, I love Nikki Cross as Nikki Cross from Sanity, but I really don't um, enjoy her as champion, uh, especially in this gimmick. I don't believe mm-hmm. that's championship material, but obviously I have I have a bias against um, colorful, flashy characters as champions that aren't serious. 
but that's you know that's my own issues but i mean the only one i've seen pull it off is john cena so can you blame me i i think they're gonna i think if they do run with this and let nikki get the briefcase it's gonna be a repeat of last year with otis like somebody just happened to get hot at the right time like you know about a month before the show and they're gonna think oh this is what the fans want to see let's give it to them yeah and then it's gonna happen and we're gonna be like what the fuck yeah just a recipe for for disaster um speaking of other colorful talents um where do you see this alexa eva marie thing going i i don't really know like this is probably the oddest tandem of a few that they have right now so i mean unless unless this somehow flips with Dewdrop or piper niven you know becoming friends with bliss in some type of way i don't see how it happens i don't even see where it goes i don't even see a purpose for it but i i'm not gonna lie i did find it a little bit funny when they were on the playground and Dewdrop and bliss were having their little like friendly talking even marie kind of got jealous but then like an hour later it went away when Dewdrop started attacking alexa bliss yeah, I don't think Dewdrop wanted to do it. I'm I'm honestly still trying to wrap my head around what this whole thing is supposed to be because I thought uh, Piper Niven was going to immediately turn on Eva Marie as soon as she named her Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently that's not happening. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on anymore and what arc they're going with. This whole thing is terrible. And I'm just kind of waiting for it to be over. But it's nice to have a second opinion uh, <laughs> about how I mean, terrible this could be. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is terrible. But that I really don't see what the point was of putting them in a feud together. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think a more enticing feud would have been probably Eva Marie, Mandy Rose, since they're kind of the same and they can kind of feud over, like, who's the who's the better, you know, of the two. Mm. Yeah. But even, yeah, but... Mandy Rose is gone, and even Marie's still here, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll touch on the Mandy Rose a little later. But yeah, yeah. Now they can't do that. They wrote themselves out of that angle. Yeah, look at them and their bad writing. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the best thing from the women's division. Mm-hmm. We did see a lot of women's stuff this show. I got to give her all that. It wasn't all great, but I'll, I'll give them that one. Um, so where do you see this going with Charlotte and Rhea? Is it over at Money in the Bank? Who's winning? Who do you got? Uh, I would like to say that it ends at Money in the Bank. Really would. If I had to pick a winner, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Ripley. I feel like they're going to go Charlotte, but I'm, I'm thinking Ripley. Why do you think Ripley wins? Uh, just based because sooner or later, I'm just basing this on, you know, returns that are going to happen, like monumental returns. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, Becky's coming back. Nobody, I, I'm not really keen on seeing Becky and Charlotte for the 800th time. And, you know, when Becky comes back, she's getting thrown right in that title picture. Right. So do I want to see her fight Rhea Ripley, who she's only had maybe one match with, I think? Or do I want to see her fight Charlotte, who I've seen her fight 800 million times over? 
Mm-hmm. And it just it seems more exciting to see a Ripley versus Becky match because we haven't seen many of them. I think we've seen one on NXT when yeah, Becky maybe, showed up. Maybe, yeah. And that was it. So, and Rhea's like, what? She's what's her gimmick right now? She's the the Australian nightmare, the brutality of WWE. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very brutal and. Everyone can run roughshod until the man comes around to collect rent. And it, it makes for a perfect storyline. She was basically just holding the title for Becky, you know. You didn't earn what you got, or you didn't win what you got because I never lost my titles. And they can run they can run that until after like till SummerSlam or even after. Yeah, I dig that. I feel like that's a good way to go. I wasn't thinking that way, but yeah. All right. Now that you explain it, I like I like your way better. I like your way better. I like Ripley winning. Okay. All right. Um, moving on to NXT though. Um, since we did touch on it earlier, the reason Mandy, and ironically enough, um, Mandy did have a promo with the tag champions on uh Raw before Natty got annihilated by Rhea Ripley. Um and in that, uh, I don't think it was a non-title match. Uh, Mandy was just in that promo, but she shows up uh, the very next night in NXT yeah, on one of the weird. women's matches. Yeah, so I guess she's checking out competition, um, which I'm happy about. I'm happy she came to NXT. Um, she is a, a solid B in the ring. Um, I do appreciate them bringing her there alone and dropping the dead weight of Dana Brooke. Um, so that was a, a a little cool to see. I wonder who they're trading up. Originally, I thought it was going to be Aaliyah, but I think Aaliyah is just ditching her manager to go with Ty Valkyrie. I'm not entirely sure um, if she's going to go with Ty or she's going to go to the main roster, but her ditching the uh, played out dude she was with um, that was like a fake money guy. Oh, it's good um, for me anyway. Robert Stone. Robert Stone. Yeah. Um. So it could be Mandy for Leah. It could be Mandy for somebody else. But I'm glad Mandy's there alone. Um, she has a shot to be taken a little more seriously, uh, and possibly become better. I think if they trade anybody from the women's mid card back up to Raw, it's probably just going to be another. Uh, Mandy situation anyway, so. Yeah, I, I would be thinking that, uh, I was thinking Casey, Cat and Zaro just for the reason of you still need tag teams. And Dana is, you know, somewhat athletic. She can kind of do flips a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Casey, Cat and Zaro is, you know, the prime example of somebody who can do flips, can do all the acrobatic stuff. And plus they have a tendency of trying their best to keep uh, people that are already in relationships outside of the company together. Ricochet just so happens to be on Raw. So you put Ricochet and Casey on the same show, you have another couple that's together. That makes sense. You're making, okay, a lot of logic today. Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing my homework today, man. It was a good week. Yeah, yeah. You're making sense. I can't. I can't lie. All right, well, let's talk about um, the Cameron Knight and uh, the Cameron Grimes and LA Knight promos. Um, now, I didn't know okay. how this was going to work originally. 
Um, Cameron came there in his regular studs. Uh, L.A. Knight wasn't having it. He got my man groomed. He put him in a suit. Uh, he didn't stay in the suit, but uh, it was some very funny promo work. He had him uh, mow the lawn, which uh, obviously did not go as he planned. Uh, Cameron Grimes mowed the lawn, or rather had someone mow the lawn. Uh, so it's it's. I thought it was going to be a situation of regular, like, you know, um, guy loses and becomes Virgil. But instead, uh, it's like two billionaires uh, fighting over how to make, how to embarrass one billionaire. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. It got a laugh out of me. Like, I, was, I wasn't really expecting, I was expecting him to be just like completely in shambles and embarrassed by having to be the butler. It's funny as hell. Yeah, he the fact that he's like uh totally into it is hilarious. Yeah. Like uh so now it's becoming a thing of like well now every week uh, LA Knight has to try and figure something out that'll make uh Cameron Grimes feel bad about himself. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Grimes is just going to keep disappointing him by making it work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Pretty much. You know, how do you how do you uh, make somebody that came from nothing feel bad about where he's at? You know, exactly. I'm not. I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes, because I'm pretty sure they can make this go on forever between the two of them. I just hope it doesn't become a situation like um, like uh, who am I thinking of with fun with Fandango and Tyler Breeze, where it's just all vignettes and there's like no matches anymore. Damn, very true. Because for a while, that was Cameron Grimes' thing with uh, the Million Dollar Man until they finally started having this thing with L.A. Knight. So I hope it doesn't become another, like, month or two where we just get vignettes and no matches. I hope this... uh, I hope this... I don't want to say climaxes soon. I just hope we get some good matches out of it before, and it's not just all vignettes. Yeah, very true. Now, now I understand what you're saying. Um, what do I? What else do I have? So, Legato Duff and Tasmofall Loomis. Um, so they're still they're still doing this index thing, which I still find hilarious. Um, it looks like they're getting closer and closer to getting together every week, which is fun. Mm-hmm. But um, Legato seems to uh, spark the beef with Hit Row now. And uh, I'm interested to see where that goes because um, the the weird part is Legato do Fantasma doesn't have any gold anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like it'd be a different situation if they were tag team champions because uh, then it could be a shot at uh, Swerve and Hit Row owning all the mid-card gold. Um, but for now, it just seems like gang wars, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a, you, a you cartel never, versus a gangster squad, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could never, you could never go wrong with a good old fashioned uh, factions rivalry, mm-hmm. as you've seen in NXT before with uh, the Undisputed Era and Pete Dunne and his boys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they do it the right way, it could work out pretty well. My only worry is that. This might lead into a war games match with them, 
and I don't know mm. how they would fare in a War Games match. That's true. And you would have to worry about Legato getting a fourth person. Yeah, so I'm not really... And Hit Row finding one more guy. Yeah, so, well, I mean... Unless they let the women, I don't know. They could, because Legato del Fantasma doesn't have a female right now. Hit Row does. So, I mean, they could say it'll just be those two teams in the War Games match. And the mm-hmm. men just go after the men, and the and the two chicks just fight each other. Yeah, but then you just you would have to find somebody for Phantasma. And I'm trying to think. There's no, there's no Spanish people on the NXT roster right now that are women, aside from Mercedes. Raquel Gonzalez. They got oh, Mercedes. Okay. They got Mercedes and Raquel. I don't know that Mercedes would join them though, but. Yeah. And she's she's maybe Raquel more Rican than they seem more Mexican. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter, right? But yeah, I mean, at, at this point, they they tend to they tend to forget which type of Spanish is a type. Like they they tend to forget which Spanish is which. Yeah, like for God's sake, they got Puerto Rican. They had Puerto Ricans playing Mexican luchadors. This is true. So I mean, I guess it wouldn't matter which Spanish chick as long as they could get one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Plus, I feel like it would look weird because I feel like Mercedes is like taller than everybody in Legato. Damn, now that you mentioned that, I think Raquel is too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be a bad look. I mean, the chick from Hit Row is, is tall too, but at least she ain't taller than everyone else in the group. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair point. I don't know. But Hopefully it well, leads to at least a good three on three main event one day. That would be that would we'll get all the phantasmas to my footstools. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. so they can measure up to everyone else. Um now there's this guy from the breakout tournament uh that you might have a little bit of a gripe with, but uh I think we both agree he's got a good look to him. Um what's his name? It's uh <sighs> Duke, right? Duke something? Mm-hmm. Duke. Oh, did, oh, I thought you were talking to me. Uh, no, no. There's another guy named Duke. He's he's stealing your name. Yeah, I, I don't know why these people think it's all right to steal my name. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I own the rights to the name Duke. Do last, last the, I checked. Is that trademark? Do we do, do we own the rights to Duke? Uh, hold on. Let me let me check my uh, official paperwork here real quick. Hold oh, on. No, yeah, you might have to chalk that up with the with the with the people in, on top. I don't know if you can go out into the Indies with that name. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, would you look at that? It does, <laughs> I, I I do have the rights to Duke. Look at that. That's hilarious. Um, if you if you know, you know. But yeah, there's this guy there, uh, Duke. Whatever his last name is. Uh, Duke Hudson. 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 I don't know why I was thinking of that. Never mind. Um, Duke Hudson. He's got a good look. He's a tall guy. Um, kind of lanky, a little bit uh, more muscular than um, a psycho Sid, uh, at least as far as the leg. He, at least as far as leg, gate, leg day goes. Um, the, guy's, the guy's tall. The guy's big. He looks a little basic. Um, 
a little like he's like somewhere less muscular than Tito Savatelli, um, but more muscular than Psycho Sid. Uh, but he's got more of a preppy guy look. He's he's classic uh, knee pads, small tights, boots. Um, but he talks a good game. Yeah. He's got a nice fallaway slam. He does what he needs to do in the ring. He's not perfect, but I liked his performance. Um, I was surprised he won, but then again, I'm not. He fought, um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the guy's name because uh, it's Japanese and we have a tough enough time. Mm-hmm. But, um, the guy was trained by Tajiri and Great Muda. So I was already expecting him to win, but then again, this is WWE, this is not Japan. So naturally the guy that's trained by two of the greatest Japanese wrestlers is not going to go over. Um, Not that I dug the guy's gimmick at all. I I don't like that uh, flashy jacket is your whole gimmick, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I still expected him to win, but apparently he got put away pretty easily by Duke Hudson with that follow-away slam. So um, I like the guy. I can't, I, you know, I'm ready to see what else he has. Um, no one yeah. else from the tournament has really impressed me thus far. Um, so I like the guy. What do you think about him? I'm not going to lie. I, li- I do like his style. I like the, I like the promo that he gave afterwards. It seems like Australian wrestlers are starting to kind of make a splash on the wrestling scene. Now more with WWE than before. Mm-hmm. The only thing I really don't appreciate is that the man stole my name. Yeah, I mean, this I mean, last, last, I, I know. Last I checked, I had the rights to this name for like twenty five years or something. I mean, I don't know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. At least last I checked, I might have to. I might have to go above our higher ups and figure out what the hell happened. You might have to make an appearance. Yeah, I might have to make an appearance. You know, and take somebody week, out into the tournament. I don't know. Yeah, in a week of appearances, I don't know, man. I might have to. I might have to make my presence felt. Show up with the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, no, nah, but I, I gotta be. I do gotta be honest though. I like his style. I like the way he performed. He he definitely did. Uh, he definitely did put some eyes on him afterwards, and I want to see what else he can do. Yeah, man. Um, but let's talk about this main event though before we go any further, uh, because. Yeah, they had the right main event, the world title match, um, Johnny Gargano versus Karrion Cross. I did say a lot last week about how I felt like uh, Johnny had made some very good points, even though he was going about it in a very silly way. And um, I don't know. I When I watched the match, I kind of felt like Johnny was right in everything that he said, but there was this factor about it where, like, it doesn't matter how good you're wrestling, I'm I'm carrying cross. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at one point, it just kind of fell apart. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was, like, the story of him taking too many big moves, but it just, it just, you could just tell, like, this is not, it's not going to go your way. Mm-hmm. And he ends up getting nailed and taken out, but that's not really the story of the night, is it? No, not not at all. Because after the match, uh, special guest referee Samoa Joe uh, ends up getting choked out by oh, Karrion Cross. 
Uh, so oh, dear. He's oh, provoked. No. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so what does this mean? Does, is Joe cleared? You know what I mean? He's been provoked. He's been choked out. He's allowed to put hands on this man. Uh, there's a video of him grabbing the steel steps and going to the back. Uh, so what happens now? Is this the next takeover? Like, what? Are, where do we go from here? You know where we go? You ever seen The Office when they're having the, the show, The Office, when they're having that fake fire in the building and Michael comes out of his office and goes, oh, my God, it's happening. All right, yes. everybody, stay calm. What's yes. the procedure? Stay fucking calm. <laughs> this is what we need to do. We need to stay fucking calm because this is going to be so, 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 so beautiful. How long mm -hmm. has it been since we've seen Samoa Joe have some action in the ring? Uh, I can't even remember the last time I saw Joe in the ring. It's been a while since since like the Kevin Owens feud on Raw. When, yeah, like, matter, matter yeah. of fact, I don't even think it was the feud. I think it was him and Kevin Owens fighting AOP. Yeah, yeah, it was like that long ago. So this yeah. this is this is back when Seth first became the Messiah. Yeah, it's been like a year or two years, maybe. Year yeah, just a, yeah, just about year and a half. It's been a long time. Uh, I'm here for it. And honestly, when think when you think of everything that's transpired with Samoa Joe since March, the releasing, the rehiring, the wondering if he's going to be a commentator back on Raw again, if he's going you know to NXT or if he's going to be wrestling again, then you find out he's in NXT. Really, first and foremost, and I think the first person at the top of everybody's list for him to wrestle in NXT was Cross. Mm -hmm. If not Cross, Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. And Adam Cole's got something going on right now. Yeah, they're going to get into it eventually. So Adam, or not Adam, uh, so Karrion Cross, best option. Who 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 else besides the person who's been taking NXT and running roughshod? But here's a question for you. With all the potential Joe challengers, and Joe in the role that he's in. Does Joe fight him for the belt? Or is it purely like mm. a beef and they just fight to end the beef? I think Joe just, Joe just says he wants to fight him and then Cross tries to take him out. And then when Cross tries to take him out, Joe takes that personally and then tries to go after him for the belt. Because technically what Joe is, Joe's a two-time NXT champ, right? Yes. Cross is a two-time NXT champ. Last I checked, there's not many two-time NXT champs. Uh, I think it's just those two and Finn. Yeah, those two and Finn, so maybe it's time somebody, maybe it's time we get the first three-time NXT champ. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, 
I just, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, truthfully, I could care less if they fight for the NXT title or not. I just want to see them fight. See, that's what I'm saying. With the position that Joe's in, I like him here. Because it's kind of like a, it's it's like a reserve Triple H kind of spot. Mm-hmm. Like how how they brought Shane out every year. Mm-hmm. It's a spot where you can be just close enough to the action for there always to be speculation. And all anybody has to do is pull the trigger. Yeah. So we don't have to. So he has an excuse for not being um, on every takeover card or you don't have to worry about where to fit him in the roster. Yeah. He's, he's more like, he's more like your utility knife. People are going to be happy to see him, but you don't need him all the time. Right. He's basically, yeah, he's basically like your sports car. Like you got your truck, you got your, your, you got your, you know, your midsize SUV, you got your little four door Suzanne. Uh, and then, you know, when the time comes, if you're feeling, if you're feeling fancy, take the sports car out for a drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for, just for a guarantee, like uh, a five-star match, man. Mm-hmm. Just one loaded in the chamber. Especially if, you know, you have a card that you feel like isn't going to be that great. You can yeah. bring him out and he'll bring eyes to it. Yeah. Some just to elevate everybody else. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. So I hope they don't fight for the title. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if they did, but I hope it's purely on the level of I just want to kick your ass, you know? Yeah. Um, Because after he wins the title, then I I don't know. I feel like it might be a little more difficult to figure everyone else out as far as where, you know what I mean, the feuds could go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But moving on. SmackDown. Everything else from here on out has fans, which is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, so SmackDown starts uh, with the fans back. They got a new set. It's not a great set. It's kind of just like huge, uh, one huge frame. Yeah, which is fine. the The big thing is the fans are back, and they look like they packed the place. I mean, I didn't get a full mm-hmm. shot, but the camera angles were great. It looked yeah, like the it, place was sold out. It did look like it was packed to the gills. Um, Vince comes out and he says, where the hell have you been? Which is great. And then turns around and walks back. And, you <laughs> in know, you in got true that, Vince uh, fashion. Right, that uh, crazy old man. Uh, so that was a good pop. The fans are back. Uh, should we start with the, the least thing? I feel like. I feel like the lowest thing on here is uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, let, let, let's just knock that out the way real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's not him being at the bottom has not been uh, a surprising thing from the past few weeks, but I feel like this week was a new low. Mm-hmm. Um, amidst his car being repossessed and then bought by Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, amidst them threatening to foreclose his home, him having to feed a wife and kids, uh, him losing, losing his suits, of thousands of dollars, losing his suits. That damn Dogecoin uh, will get you. Losing his crown. Uh, just just utter failure as a, as a human being. That He's reached Dogecoin. out to the crowd uh, for 
his own website, to, which is basically a GoFundMe. <laughs> and how much money did he say he needed to get back on his feet? A hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand, yeah. Just to get him back on his feet, you know. Um, are you gonna contribute? Um, I won't contribute, but uh, from what from the screenshots that people are posting, Dave Meltzer contributed five dollars. Stop it! <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> no, I don't really think it was Dave. I think it was somebody. I think it was a fan who just wanted to be funny and had five dollars to spare. That and they threw hilarious. they threw in the five bucks and then said uh, Dave Meltzer was the name. That's hilarious. Uh, but him having a GoFundMe is hilarious. Like it is. I'm this, not gonna lie. It, it, there isn't too much we like about Corbin, but that was funny as hell. Yeah, I'm digging like broke Corbin for some reason. Like I don't know, I don't know why, but it, it's it's uh, I guess it's the comedy aspect, right? Because he's you never know, really been funny. But him like being an utter failure of, in life is just great. Yeah, something about seeing Baron Corbin in pain just brings a smile to our faces. I think that's what it is. I think us just seeing him down on his luck is hilarious to us. Are we terrible human beings? Is that what it is? No, because I honestly hope he gets the help he needs and deserves. You, you, we need. You feel like we he need needs a, the help. We need a meeting of the minds. We need some of the best self-help people that WWE has had to offer. Or maybe Vince should just pay him. You know. <laughs> no, we we need we need some of the best self-help people WWE has had. We need brother love. We need. Brother love. Yes, we need Brother Love. We need DDP. We need Simon Dean. We need to get Baron Corbin back on his feet. Oh, God. He, he needs the Simon system and some DDP yoga, and he'll be right as rain. He'll be happy Corbin once and for all. He needs a million-dollar mat. That's what he needs. Um, he needs No, he needs a million-dollar mat and some matitude. And some matitude. And he he uh, needs a little bit of everything. But it's hilarious. Who came out? Uh, was it was it Kevin Owens that came out? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> the best part about Broke Corbin is that he's still an asshole. He's like, Kevin, I know you have money. <laughs> I know you don't spend it on clothes <laughs> by looking at your wardrobe. He said, I know you don't spend a lot on your wardrobe. So out no of the food. kindness of your heart, could you? <laughs> I know you don't have, I know I don't have any food, but I know Yo. you have plenty of it. Yo. <laughs> you just attack this man's wardrobe and weight and expect him to contribute to your GoFundMe. The disrespect. Oh, so funny. I'm not going to lie. I was expecting every person who was a face coming out in that tag team to hit their signature or their finisher on them on the way to the ring. Like after Kevin stunned them, I was expecting Nakamura to come to the ring, hit him with a Kinshasa. I was expecting Seth to come out and like curb stomp him. And then I was expecting Biggie to, you know, lift him up with the positivity and then just hit the big ending on him. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, love, I love the gimmick. I want this to be a weekly thing now. I want the gimmick every week for him to come out and somebody like maybe genuinely come out to help him and him just piss them off by <laughs> making these <laughs> making these backhand comments <laughs> and they just they just land their finisher on him and leave him in the middle of the ring.
I want that for the next four weeks. I'm perfectly fine with that. I call Cesaro next. Cesaro? Because Cesaro, to... Cesaro seems like he would be that type of guy. <laughs> Should be like, we're both bald. <laughs> I know you're not spending anything on hair products. <laughs> but help me get my crown back. Right, you rip all your suits, you don't need that money. <laughs> Just please. Oh, you know what would be kind of funny for people that really aren't that entertaining that could kind of get in on the action? Mm. The Alpha Academy. I was just thinking about that. They would be great. They would be great. No, but you know what would be even better? If the Mm -hmm. Alpha Academy are the ones who turn him around. Otis and Happy Corbin win the tag titles. Like Gable, the guy you called Shorty G and insulted and was too short to ever be successful, ends up being the one that saves your life. You know what I mean? That would be ironic. Yeah, that, that kind of would. That'd be great, though. I, I just wouldn't want to see Baron Corbin in any kind of, like, uh, uh, spandex one, onesie. Like, I would yes, kind of not yes, no, see that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Same for the next person. That. Um, let's not spend too much time on Corbin. Uh, so Davy Boy Smith or uh, Harry Smith, as he's dawning himself now, uh, his return to SmackDown, return to WWE, formerly an MLW world champion, um, was where he was spending his time on the indies. Mm-hmm. But now he's back. Um, how do you feel about it? Where do you think he's going to land on the card? I like it. I mean, I like it. Uh Considering all the releases they just had, you, you, you know, they try to uh, they try to bring people in after the releases. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not really, you know, against it. Uh, me personally, I kind of would have put him in NXT first, even though he's already main roster tested. Yeah, um, he's a former tag team champion, I think. Right. With Tyson Kidd. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind it, though. I'm I'm 100% here for it. Yeah. Let's see what he can do. And technically, technically, officially with fans, he was the first person out of the curtain after mm-hmm. a year and some change of being without fans. Mm-hmm. So he can always have that little notch in his belt. Mm-hmm. So that's which cool. I'm sure, which I'm sure might have got a nice little pop for the people that remembered him. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure some people were probably like, "What the hell? What kind of music are they playing?" And then once they realize who it is, they're like, oh, damn, he's back. All right. Yeah, yeah. So that's a nice little surprise. Not my first choice of somebody I'd bring back, but hey, still, he he would still be on the short list of people to bring back, especially mm-hmm. since he's still relatively young. Mm-hmm. I think he's only like 34, if I'm not you, mistaken. You know what's funny? They're really investing their time and money into uh, 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 families on SmackDown now, aren't they? Yeah, it, 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 it has certainly become the Fast and Furious show where yeah. everything is about family. Everything is about family. Because uh, you got the Mysterios, you got the Bloodline, you got uh, uh, Davey coming back, an Italian demeanor, tag champions. Um, it's getting heavily involved in uh, uh, families now, which is interesting. But I mean, We're it's a family successful. show. We are a family show. It's it's kind of like a. Hey, you know what would make it more family? 
You know what would make it more family friendly? What would make it more family friendly? Let's bring back our favorite good guy. His name is John Cena. Uh, I'm not opposed to that, though. I'm not opposed to that. I miss John. I I, I don't like to say it out loud, but I I miss (gasps) John. Gasp. Um, You know, I miss miss short-term John. Let me say that. Oh, you miss miss part-time John. I miss part-time John. You know, John three months is is like, I miss him, you know. I miss John. I miss John four weeks, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I missed the I came back as a favorite John, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that John is very entertaining because he doesn't stay, he doesn't overstay his welcome. He, you know, he lets the young guys run the show and then he comes in, does his thing, and then leaves, you know. Cuts a pretty decent promo, then leaves. Yeah, promotes whatever new movie's coming out with and then gets out of here. You know, I'm here for Suicide Squad. I'll fight Roman and lose, and then I'm out. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah, that's that's like, the John we want. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect John, you know. Uh, in a perfect world, we get that John once every year, like the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I miss John. So John came back. I won't be too upset about it. You know who did come back? Um, to answer the call of the uh, conspiracy theorist Sami Zayn, uh, the one and only Prince. Finn Balor. Uh, I'm happy about it. I'm mad I'm it wasn't ecstatic. a main event role, but I'm happy about it. Hey, I'm I'm fucking ecstatic. I'm 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 just glad to see Finn's back. Hopefully, yeah. they don't steer him wrong. Yeah. Which knowing Vince, he has a tendency to do. Yeah. Um, but hey, anytime anytime Finn gets on TV, I'm happy to see it. Yeah, it was a good pop, good fan uh, response. Um, he hit the coup de gras very nicely. I didn't notice that instead mm-hmm. of the foot like straight down, he came down at this like perfect angle to roll and pop up. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. but not to get into too into the technicals. It was a great, it was a great comeback. I'm happy to see him. I hope they do him right. It is more meat for Roman because eventually Roman's going to get into that Kenny Omega role if he beats Edge uh, tonight where he doesn't have anybody else mm-hmm. to fight. So it is great to have Finn back, hopefully in a main event position. Absolutely. But uh, I think that's I think that's it for WWE this week. Uh, we can probably get into uh, AEW and then into the Indies. All right. Um, well, AEW this week, I got a couple, uh, I got a couple things I want to touch on. I know you do as well. Um, first thing I want to discuss is I don't know if this is something that they're going to do with every new champion, but uh, Miro, as we know, recently won the TNT championship. And I guess he's putting his own spin on it because yeah. now the title, instead of being, what was the, what was it last time? Red and gold. Um, yeah. Now it's white, gold, and green. Uh, so I, w- I wanted to get your opinion on the color scheme. I'm fine with the color scheme. I think the belt looks beautiful. The only thing I'm upset about is I think Miro might have jumped the gun. On changing Um, the title? Not even on changing the title, just changing his gimmick. Because um, I liked, you know, uh, 
Mean Streak Miro when he left uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. That mm-hmm. needed to happen. Absolutely. Right. Um, then he wins the belt and he becomes the God's uh, God's favorite champion for like a month. I feel like it was too soon to change that. I like the I like that moniker, God's favorite champion. I think it's a mm-hmm. great it's a great moniker. I feel like you could have ran with that for a while before you yeah. had to become the redeemer. So I like the title belt color change. I like the design change. I just am a little upset because I feel like they dropped a gimmick that had a lot of potential really soon. And the redeemer, you know, the way he did the promo was really good, but it doesn't sound as badass as the first one. Yeah. So I hope the Redeemer works out for him because I feel like he could have went months with God's favorite champion. But that's just me. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, the gimmick-wise, I'm not really too sold on it. But, I mean, the new title, I like it. I'm just hoping this is not something they do with every TNT champion. Mm. Because if you're changing the color, you know for every champion or you're changing the design for every champion, it's going to get kind of difficult when it comes time for you guys to actually create these and uh, list them for sale on your website. Cause you know, mm-hmm. people like to buy replicates titles. Mm-hmm. It's going to get kind of hard if you have like 15 different variations of the TNT title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to cost money and that's going to cost time. It's a lot of extra advertising. People are going to get upset if you don't have the new version whenever you make it. Or it'll be a backlash thing where now every time there's a new champion, people will be gunning for it and you won't have one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say, it'll be like the the Intercontinental title right now on the website where there's like 12 different variations of it. Mm. You got the yellow one. You got the yellow old school one. You got the white old school one, the black one. Mm-hmm. Then you got the new one that's now. Then you have the the Attitude Era one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it just, I feel like if they do this for every new champion, it's going to become a pain in the ass. Yeah, they should nail down one good design and stick to it. I mean, the, the design now is pretty cool, but I, I, I wouldn't have changed it from what it already was. Yeah, I feel like you should have pretty neutral colors for whoever wins it. Mm-hmm. Um coloring or designing a title to fit a character is great but usually they only yeah it's not like i say i say also and i don't i support um wwe's way of doing it where they really don't change a title design or key colors in a title unless it's somebody of like really high caliber yeah like the fiend or edge or you know Mm -hmm. somebody like that or daniel bryan and you know somebody where the design change will be specific to their character yeah because really the only specific thing they change on on a title for every champion are, are the uh the side plates yeah which which seems perfectly fine to me if you're not yeah. gonna have name plates for all the titles anymore side plates are perfect you know mm-hmm. yeah and speaking of uh championships we had a new ftw champion crown which I'm actually surprised to see them defending the title now. But, uh, um, yo, I'm surprised he won. Yeah, Ricky Starks is the new FTW champion. 
I'm with it. I'm with it. I like Ricky Starks. I'm shocked, but I wonder how they're doing it now. Like, is he well, just going to be the champ without FT without um Team Taz now? Well, I don't know if you've seen or not. Um, it was a good back and forth match. Uh, Cage looked like he was getting the upper hand on him, but then, you know, your boy Will Hobbs jumped up and smacked him with the title. And as Will Hobbs hit him with the title, Ricky Starks hit him with the spear and got the one, two, three. So right now it's looking like there's a little uh, mm-hmm. shifting of power with Team Taz. So now are they kicking Cage out and they're just going to follow Starks' lead? I guess. I mean, I don't even think Taz was in on it. Mm, you think it was? Okay. I think it was just Will Hobbs. It's just some division against the and the group itself. Yeah. Because I, I was surprised to see Hobbs even, you know, hit him with the damn belt. Yeah. Yeah. But I like Ricky Starks, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've said this for, we said it for a while now, even before Ricky Starks and Aaron Solo were signed to AEW, we said we liked Ricky Starks more than Aaron Solo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ricky Starks I mean, was impressive. Yeah. Like, Ricky Starks obviously had some work he had to do, but he had a, he had a good look. He had a good style. I mean, I figure it was just a matter of time before he became a champion. I'm with it. I'd like to see what Starks does going forward. I feel like he, I feel like he could solidly be a good part of a mid-card mm-hmm. in any promotion, whether it's WWE, AEW, MLW, New Japan. I think he could be a solid mid-card guy in any division. Hell, even the right division, he could be a world champ for a little bit. Yeah, somewhere probably like MLW, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't mean like WWE or AEW, like a no. big-time promotion. No. But definitely but he, like... He, a, could, he could be like an Evolve champion, though. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like the guy's... He's he's good in the mic. He's good in the ring. Um, He's got a certain it factor about him. I think he just needs to come into his own, and the mid-card will do that. Um, I hope they defend the FTW title more if Ricky Starks is going to be on his own. Um, and even if they're kicking like two people out of team tags or something, to, I don't know, and staring it in a different direction. Um, having Ricky Starks as a mouthpiece is uh, just a good way to go. So I hope, yeah. however they do it, um, that they defend the title more, make it more legit, add some more legitimacy to Ricky Starks if he defends the title more often. Um, and I would hope that they do what I said to do and turn it into more of a hardcore title or a BMF title, like in the UFC. Um, Absolutely. And just make it, you know, like a, not a, not a straight mid card title, but. um, Kind of like a workhorse title. Oh yeah. Kind of like a workhorse or like a, a hardcore person's workhorse title. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm happy about it. Very, very surprised, but I'm happy about it. Yeah, I can agree. Uh, and then we also have. I'm I'm starting to lose track of this a little bit. Uh, I guess it's a good thing and a bad thing, but they uh they had another interaction with Paige and Omega. Is it me or are you starting to lose track of the the Kenny Omega feuds? Um, 
I am. It, 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 it's only when like a big name comes that I'm like, oh, he's doing that now. You know what I mean? Um, because the Orange Cassidy okay. or Pac thing was kind of like, I'm not even really paying attention to this. Mm-hmm. Because at a certain point, like we know what the arc is going to be. So when certain people step up now, it's like, I don't really need to keep track of that one. Let's see what's going on over here on this show with this one. And then, you know, eventually somebody of relevancy will pop up and you'll be like, ah, okay, here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I like I like that they're going back to Adam Page. I just feel like, again, it's too soon. But to Don Callis's point, if you're going to beat everybody there, uh, you kind of have to circle back to certain people. Otherwise, you know. So I, I get them digging Adam Page out again, but it's it's this thing to me where, like, if Adam Page is going to be your golden boy, like, if he's going to be the one that you've picked from the beginning to eventually be your guy, mm-hmm. it would be so too soon for him yeah. to fight Omega while he's on this arc. You know what I mean? Like, no one can beat Omega right now. So to pull him back out at this moment and make it seem like it's his full circle moment is kind of like, I can't fully get behind the story. Like, I'm invested, I guess, but I'm not fully invested because at this point, I feel like, you know, he's just, it's un- he's unbeatable. Yeah. So it's kind of the wrong time to pull the trigger on that. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm not mad with the feud. I think the feud's going to be good. It's I do agree with you in the sense that it is too soon. It's just I feel like it's so damn difficult to keep up with all these Omega feuds, man. Like mm-hmm. he's got Paige right now. He just got out of the thing with Pac and Orange Cassidy. He's got Sammy Callahan over on Impact. Yeah. He's got he's got Andrade with AAA. Yeah. And and then, yeah. you know, and Which right is now, that? Those are a blur, right? Because Pac was a blur, Orange Cassidy was a blur, Andrade's a blur. Um, I kind of focused up at the same McCallahan. Um, and I'm trying to focus up at the Adam Page, but it feels like that might end up being a blur too. Because yeah, I, I mean, just don't you know? In what the, I mean, it's in a the lot. indie in the. It feels like in the scene outside of WWE right now, everything with Kenny Omega is like a revolving door. It's like. All right, one week you're or one day you're here, the next day you're here, the next day you're there, then you're back to being here, then you got to mm. circle back over here. Which is, is the it, catalyst to this kind of arc, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's amazing to see somebody conquer every division of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um in every indie promotion eventually he's got to do something with NWA. Um but we know where he's about to head next and we'll get into that later. But it does feel like um, the catalyst to seeing somebody go on this run where they conquer every promotion is yeah. that you have to show up to every promotion. So you have storylines in every promotion. So eventually it's going to just be hard to keep up with your character. You know what I mean? You're juggling so many things at once. Mm-hmm. So I feel you. It's it's a blur. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh and also in AEW, the round that was some crazy stuff. They've been doing some crazy matches the last couple of weeks. I know uh, last week they had the tag team match with uh, the Bucks and Eddie Kingston and Penta. 
And this week they had another crazy ass match. Uh, I, I guess it's their rendition of the casket match because it was Darby Allen and Ethan Page in a coffin match. And yeah. Some, okay. So did you see? Did spot. you see the end of this? How was this one exactly? Do you know? I don't remember exactly how it was won. I just seen like the highlights from this match, and it mm-hmm. looked crazy as hell. Yeah, they got it on. They got it yeah. on. Um, I know they. I know Darby hit that uh, that crazy coffin drop through the coffin. Mm. Okay. So okay. Yeah, Darby. Well, I, I'm wondering because. It, I didn't think it, it, and it turns out to be a great idea because it's the coffin drop. So now it's a perfect match, right? Um, I didn't know how they would incorporate something like that um, in here. And it's been fun to see how they incorporate um, WWE trademark matches or WCW trademark matches into AEW because you don't really have a character yeah. that can do the casket match. You know what I mean? So to call it the coffin mm-hmm. match and have Darby Allen bring it in is um, key writing. Yeah. That- and Darby's not the kind of person you would think would bring that match in, but when you think about it in like retrospect, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But they got it on. They made it way more hardcore than the match historically is. Yeah. Yeah, that I didn't notice. So that was I that- think was cool to see. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a surprise to see them go about it, but hey, shit. I mean, the highlights look dope on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, was not expecting the coffin drop through the coffin. I know as soon as Darby hit that, he had to be like, that man must have needed some Tylenol or something. Yeah, and well, Ethan Page, good yeah. Lord, Ethan Page, he needs some milk. <laughs> yeah, the coffin drop, is. first of all, it's not an easy move to take, let alone to give, you know what I mean? Um, just the way you got yeah, no, you, you got to have some muscle to take that. Yeah. So, you know, they 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 shut the house down on that. It was a good first for them, and I like the way the writing team brought in the casket match and put a real good twist on it. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I think that's everything I have for AEW. Did you have anything else for AEW? Uh, no, I think we had all the same points. Starks, Darby, uh, Page, and Omega, Miro, and the Redeemer. I think we had everything. Okay. Um, I didn't uh, have anything um, new for the women's division, so. Yeah, no, nah, me neither. Um, but, so I think we're are we are we at the are we at the closing show? Yeah, we at we're we're in that end game right now, man. And boy, oh boy, was this an end game. Yeah. Um, so Impact just had their Slammiversary pay-per-view last night. God damn, was that a show? Um, is that? I think that's three for three. Like the last three years, they've really killed their Slammiversaries. Yeah, I mean, this year they had... Um, I, I just want to like touch on the returns. Mm-hmm. Um, this year the returns were... They were good. They weren't as crazy as, you know, years prior. Or as we expected, they're at all were not the returns we expected, not most of them. Yeah, no, I I think we had maybe two people correct in these returns. Um, So I'm just going to touch on some of the returns. Uh, Chelsea Green returned. I'm pretty sure that's somebody we would have expected. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mickey James, somebody we definitely expected. Yeah. Not exactly 
well, we expected her to return in the way she returned, but it wasn't a hundred percent. It was like fifty percent of the way we expected her to return. Yeah, and I'll get I'll get into that later because it's a fun way they did it. Um, mm-hmm. But her coming back is 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 something we probably expected anyway, though. Yeah, uh, Finn Juice made their return, mm-hmm. uh, and then we also had the uh, the debut of No Way. Who very unexpected. As, very unexpected, who was formerly known as No Way Jose. Mm-hmm. And then we had a teaser, a teaser trailer for the Drama King, yeah, who I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, when, when he was writing everything out on the poster board, I thought it was Velveteen Dream. No. <laughs> I, no I'm not going to lie, hear me out, because the way the music was, the way the, the quality of the video was, I thought it was Velveteen until I seen him write Drama King. Mm-hmm. And then once I seen him write Drama King, I'm like, oh, okay, it's Aiden English. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are those were the returns. We had No Way come come into the show. Aiden teased his return. Mickey James came back. Finn Juice came back. Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to say we had Thunder Rosa come back for a match too. But I'm going to save the biggest return for last. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to get to that one last. So I'll let you take I'll let you take the reins on uh, what you want to take the reins on here. All right. So just to run down the match card, uh, and we'll dive into um, all the stuff we, we, you know, we really felt during the pay-per-view. And, you know, we'll, we'll glance over the stuff that was, you know, here and there. Um, the first match was the Ultimate X match. Um, which is their, you know, that's their signature match. Um, and I remember in the predict in the prediction saying how unfair I felt uh, about this match because Josh Alexander, uh, who's extremely mat based, like just won this belt, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're having the Ultimate X match for the X Division title. Um, it was him, Petey Williams. Um, uh, 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 it was him, Petey Williams. It was um, Chris Bay. Trey Miguel. It was Trey Miguel. It was uh, Rohit. Um, and I feel like I'm leaving out somebody. Um, but it was it was a it was a crazy amount of people. Um, and they had uh, a, a few spots in here that were just uh, kind of amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ace Austin pulled uh, an AJ Styles. Uh, throwback which i thought was hilarious back in one of the old x division matches one of my personal favorites um it was aj chris saban and pd williams um and in the match uh it ended with pd williams and chris saban holding the x division title and aj springboarding and slapping the title out of both their hands to win the match yeah and um ace austin tried to do something like that and they totally swerved them they saw him coming but it was a fun throwback for anybody who had seen that match before and was like oh shit i know exactly what he's about to do um so it didn't work but it was hilarious yeah there was this amazing spot in there where um i can try to describe it but you would really have to see the picture or go see the match to see to envision how ridiculous it was basically Josh Alexander is hanging from the Ultimate X, um, locking in a ankle lock 
um, on Chris Bay, who has uh, a headlock on somebody else that then gets a headlock on Petey Williams, who has a sharpshooter uh, on somebody else who's trapped in a headlock. So All these from, damn... So, so from the middle of the Ultimate X down into the ring, into the center of the ring is all submission holds. And it was a beautiful spot and I've never seen anything like it before, mm-hmm. um, which is always great because it, it's the problem with these Ultimate X matches and these ladder matches as we'll probably see tonight is that um, there's such a, a hard a hard way to come up with something nobody's ever seen before. So that was a great way to take a high flying match and make it technical in a way that was still amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. Petey Williams na- nailed uh, a crazy Canadian destroyer, which is always great. I seen that. Yeah. That, that Canadian destroyer was wicked. Yeah. So that was awesome. Um, and Josh Alexander won the belt back, which to me was ridiculous because um not yeah, not your last typical, person I thought was gonna win, right? Not not your typical ultimate X winner. By not at all. Not at all. Like he was the last person I thought was gonna win that. I had my money on Trey Miguel, and he had a very nice outfit. He came out as a uh, this Miles Morales uh, inspired outfit, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. Um. So he, my money was on him, but it, shout out to Josh Alexander for finding a way to win that as a technical wrestler. Uh, great writing. I'm glad they didn't take the butt off him early. I wanted to see him run with it. Um, mm-hmm. Getting to the returns you talked about, um, in the climax, or what I would think is the climax of the uh, uh, Zack Ryder versus Kurt Hawkins feud, or uh, Brian Myers, uh, bare minimum, versus the always ready Matt Cardona, uh, at the climax of this feud, I would think, because it's their WrestleMania. Um, that mixed tag match with um, Brian Myers and Tano Dashwood with uh, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green in this really nice comeback. Um, They both had this hot mess attire on, which I really loved. That was pretty cool. Um, They put on a good solid match, clean win. Um, They look great. The crowd really popped for them, which is great. Um, it was just cool to see them back together and Matt winning like I knew Matt was going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel bad for Brian, even even at this level of his career. He's advanced so far up the mid-card, but he's still the jobber, which he's is still hilarious. The, he's still the bare minimum. He's still the bare minimum, which is hilarious. But um, that was fantastic. Um, I don't have a lot of uh, parts in there, but just to see them two together and the same promotion um, purely themselves is great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was a cool spot in there where Tanel Dashwood tried to low blow uh, Matt Cardona. And he's probably the first wrestler in history to do this. He had a couple. No, Ooh. he's not. He's not. Is he, He's not? No, he's not. He, and he's not even the first one to do this in Impact. What? Who else did this? Uh, I don't. So you you obviously don't remember this. I don't know how many fans will remember this, but uh, back when Kurt Angle was an Impact, 
he was having this feud with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh. And he got Jeff Jarrett the uh, the All-American guitar. And he smacked Jarrett in the head with the guitar. And when Karen went down to give him the low blow, Kurt just looked at her and pulled the cup out of his pants and then threw the cup at her. Oh, I do remember that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, this this was around. The, I think this was around the time Kurt brought China in for the match. All right. Okay. Well, this was a great spot in the West, and um, clearly uh, greatly inspired by uh, TNA throwbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes it even better. But that was a really cool spot. Um, so that was really dope. Um, going down to a match, I, I don't think we had very high expectations of. Um, w Morrissey versus Eddie Edwards. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that was essentially a squash match. Yeah, it was. It was. A, he beat the hell out of the guy. Um, <laughs> he destroyed him like all match. The irony is though, he cheated to win. Um, at some point, uh, Morrissey pulled the chain out of his boot, wrapped it around his fist, and did the old John Cena, and uh, just rocked his rocked his cradle uh, for the win. <laughs> And just um, rocked his cradle. Rocked his cradle for the win there. Put him straight to sleep. Um, so that was ironic that he had to cheat to win, but he was destroying the guy all match. Um, mm-hmm. So that was your classic squash, which was, you know, kind of what we expected. Um, and then, of course, we had the Finn Juice return, which was great. Um, they went out there. I think Madman Fulton was one of the guys in there. They were basically... Um, two people that hadn't made the card and were very upset about it. So they went out in the ring. It was like, we're not letting the show continue until uh, blah, blah, blah. And then Finn Juice just and pops then, out. Yeah, and then Finn Juice comes out and they get stuck in a match and Finn Juice kind of just squashes them, which is great. Finn Juice is back. Big pop. Mm-hmm. Um, so did a, a really good, clear spot for them to win and get a spotlight on them. After that, they had Moose and Saban. Uh, which kind of was going to end like Eddie Edwards' fight, right? Mm-hmm. Because you got huge moose, and, you know, even though Chris Saban used to be an X-Division, well, he is an X-Division legend, but, you know, compared for- to a guy... Also, also a former world champion. Can't forget yeah, that. Also, also former, former world, champion. world champion. That is true, too. You do forget sometimes Chris Saban was TNA champion. Um, but he was in there getting squashed and killed the whole time. But he won with a, a nice roll-up. He just couldn't get any offense in. Because um, mm-hmm. he would do his, high, you know, Chris Saban's full of high-flying moves. He's, you know, one half of the Motor City machine guns. Um, but every yeah. time it would go up, he would get caught. You know, Moose is just too big of a guy. Um, and the dummy that Moose was, being too overconfident, Went for a moonsault and missed, and uh, eventually ended in a roll-up. Uh, so Chris Saban ends up beating Moose, which is great, right? Because no one's yeah. expecting Chris Saban to pull this off. So that was fun. Uh, I guess they're going to continue that for another couple months um, because eventually Moose must challenge for the TNA title, I would imagine. Um, so, you know, that'll keep that going for a couple few months until they're ready to pull the trigger on that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had the huge tag team four way where your guy, No Way Jose, came out uh, for Fala to fill in for a TJP because 
TJP just knew he was going to lose, right? So yeah. <laughs> he figured, why even show up? <laughs> so, so they went and got uh, whoever they thought was the equivalent to TJP at the time. No way, Jose. <laughs> Uh, if there was ever somebody else we could make fun of, like TJP, it's no way, Jose. Uh, it was either it was either him or like what? Uh, who's the other guy that has like a party train? Um, Adam Rose. Adam Rose, right? So they got no way, Jose, um, to fill in for TJP. Basically, the same guy, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> So um, the crowd loved it, though, of course. Um, but anyone that knows No Way Jose was like, well, this is going to end in a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they tank, they lose. Uh, everyone beat up No Way Jose, which is great. Um, the Good Brothers end up winning, not who we picked at all. We won with Violent by Design um, to retain. But the yeah, we, we were like a complete 180. Yeah. yeah, we were a complete 180 because we we predicted uh, Carl Anderson winning the IWGP US title. And exactly. that would be the reason we he didn't get the tag titles. Exactly. And he ended so up. So we we had the right idea. It was just flipped backwards. Exactly. They were they were throwing us a curveball there. Um, they were gonna go the complete opposite way, which still ends fine. So yeah, but because seeing win. seeing how the show ended, now I know why they went the way they did. Exactly. We thought it would go, you know, you, you know, yeah. So we thought it would go this way to start this thing, but it ends up going that way to start that thing. But it all ends which up the same place. Which we're place. still okay with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It all ends up at the same place at the end. Um, so the Good Brothers win decisively. They be they pinned Rhino, so they actually pinned the champions uh, mm-hmm. to get the titles. So good on them. If it wasn't Violent by Design, the only other reliable tag team would have been the Good Brothers. So uh, you know, good on them, good writing, great way to end the show um, later. Uh, after that, they had Deanna Perrazzo versus the mystery opponent, which ended up being Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. I wish they had more time. Apparently, they only got like 10 minutes, which kind of corny, right? Um, especially they did for right somebody for the, of But Thunder they did Rosa's. do good for the 10 minutes that they had. It, it was corny. Yeah, yeah. You still got two of the best female wrestlers on the indies with Thunder Rhodes and Deanna Perrazzo. Um, so she ended up winning clean, which is fine. I'm sure Thunder Rosa isn't spending months in impact. Um, yeah. I would count it as a one-off, so it's it's good that it was a clean win. It's fine. Uh, it puts over Deanna. It sets up something for later, uh, which actually that setup comes immediately after the match. Yeah. Because right after the match, uh, legendary hardcore country Mickey James comes out, um, but not immediately to fight Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, at first, it, it 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 comes she comes out to invite her because Mickey James is organizing um, part of this women's show for NWA, and she had said in the beginning of this. She's not putting herself on the card. She doesn't want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. She comes out to invite Deanna Perrazzo to the NWA card. Um, but the fact that Mickey James interrupted her right after she won this match about to make a speech, 
she's pissed off. So she goes off on Nikki James and they end up fighting. So now this could be Deanna Perrazzo and NWA fighting Mickey James. Uh-huh. So Impact and NWA, Impact and AEW. Impact, Impact is slowly becoming like that show again, you know? All these damn revolving doors. It's like a carousel, man. Right. And then so connecting, putting the end piece to all these connections, um, the only match left is the main event. Mm-hmm. So speaking of all these doors, uh, the last match on the card is uh, probably match of the night by the look of it. Just let me just give you some of the spots. Like I, I'm, oh. I'm going to tell the story of the match. I'm going to give yeah. you some of the spots yeah, you, yeah. and talk about the big thing at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So crazy man, Sammy Callahan versus uh, the title collector, Kenny Omega. Just to give you guys who haven't seen it, who didn't buy the pay-per-view, who wasn't on Twitter, um, some of the highlights of this, just in case you were wondering how the match went, mm-hmm. okay? There were, uh, they cut each other open with forks. Okay, that's just the start. <laughs> Let's just start this by, they cut each other open with forks. Yep. Both of them, same fork. Um, <laughs> then, Somebody needs a tetanus shot. Right. At some point, the four, really, because at one point, after uh, Omega had cut Sammy Callahan open with the fork, he then put the fork in his mouth to, to taste the blood. Did we not just get out of COVID protocols, people? This is the beginning of the match, guys. We got a long way. So, so they, they've cut each other open with forks. People are tasting forks. There's no food on the fork. Um, <laughs> There's there's pile drivers galore. There's pile drivers through tables. There's pile drivers through barbed wire chairs. The ref at one point is getting pile drove because uh, uh, Omega threw powder in uh, Callahan's face, and the only thing Callahan thought of was pile drive the first person I touch. So, so he pile drives the ref. Steel chairs and tables and refs. Oh my. Um. At one point. Uh, uh, um, two TNA people come out because the Good Brothers try to intrude and they get stopped by some TNA people. I think it might have been Saban and somebody else. Um, while they're doing this, Sammy Callahan finds his inner McFoley and brings out thumbtacks because which, this wasn't which, bad enough. <laughs> which seems to be a theme the last couple of weeks. Right. Seriously, with the yeah, with the past couple of weeks, thumbtacks have really been making their way out, right? Um, Sammy Callahan pulls out thumbtacks, is getting ready to power drive Kenny Omega through the thumbtacks, um, but gets distracted by Don Callis, uh, allowing a spot where Kenny Omega fills his knee pad with thumbtacks and gives a V trigger knee to the face. And for anybody that's seen a Kenny Omega V-trigger, it is a hard knee to the face to uh, Sammy Callahan. Then puts thumbtacks in his mouth. Like, I don't know. (laughs) What kind of of SNM do we have going on in in Impact right now? I don't know why they allowed them to do this much, but I I love it, you know? 
um, oh, I, I love it too. Havoc God, shit. Like it's we got, crazy. We, we got to put thumbtacks in our mouths and spit fire like like a dungeon dragon and whatnot. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and so it ends with Kenny Omega giving Sammy Callahan the one winged angel onto the thumbtacks. He gonna need a chiropractor. So the, yeah, a rough night, right? <laughs> we need a chiropractor. We need a dentist. We need a. We need a. Uh, we need an old priest and a young priest to to pray for these people. We need everything, right? Right. Now. They need Jesus. Yeah, they need Jesus. That's what they need. Um. So Omega wins, as we kind of thought he would. Mm-hmm. But man, was it a war! Yeah, they they definitely did. They they showed off and they showed out and. They made that main event well worth watching. Like if the rest of the card was not as good, this main ooh, excuse me. This main event definitely picked up and saved it. Yeah. I mean it was a good card, but if it wasn't, this main event would have saved it. Yeah, this would have been the saving grace. Um and then, you know, the last five minutes of the show were just you know. Hmm. What happened in the last five minutes? I mean, uh, uh, there was a celebration. There was a celebration. There was a celebration. Uh, there was Don Collis, you know, the good brothers that came out and then um, celebrating with all the gold as, you know, yeah, all the gold was celebrated as, all together. as the collectors do. Yeah. Yeah. And the, then the, uh, the elite was in their uh, uh, thing. And then um, and then we had just so happened to see the lights flash out. And, um, you know, just in the distance, you heard somebody pull out a switchblade. Uh, of course, that switchblade being Jay White. Jay motherfucking White. Jay motherfucking White. It is not a drill. This is happening. Not only was it Jay motherfucking White, though, it was Jay White. With that never open weight championship, and that's that's the mistake. That's the bridge right there. It's the one way- thing to show up, but don't you show up to the bow collector with some gold? I'm not gonna lie; they set that up beautifully because all the t- they had most of the most of Kenny's titles on the top of the ramp, and then Kenny just had the one title in the ring. Mm-hmm. Jay White just shows up. He does that little slow walk out. He's got his title in his hand, and he's just looking at all Kenny's titles at the top of the ramp. Mm. Like they're just infinity stones. Mm -hmm. Walks to the ring, and as the good brothers and Kenny try to throw up that too sweet to him, no reaction. And And the show just closes. End credits. You know what? What a classic cliffhanger. The only way this would have been even more beautiful is if G.O.D. was there with him. Mm. That would have have been the one way this was even better. But then you wouldn't have been left with a cliffhanger. Then you would, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't guess. I mean, I mean, if he shows up, if he shows up with G.O.D., I'm assuming there's a fight happening. Yeah, but you never know because they could just throw up the two sweet and then it just goes to the end credits. That's true. And they never like they classic New Japan writing, right? 
they've never established, and at least in Lester Tomatonga, they've never really established whose side they're on, right? When, yeah, because um, one one minute they're friends, and and then the next minute they're not. Right, like um, there's one shot where there's one there's one point where uh, Tomatonga's over Carl uh, 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 Anderson's house, but then. Uh, there's another shot where Kent is taking out somebody in a match with Kenny. And, and Tomatonga's over there calling him Kenny Oshmega. Right. So there's there's this back and forth of are they with us? Are they not with us? Um, at least if you're not following Tomatonga on Twitter. Um, and so we get to this point where uh, Jay White is in this bag of it's still my era. This is the Bullet Club. You know what I mean? All the attention needs to be right here. I ain't give up my throne to nobody. I am captain of this team. Meeting Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. and uh, Are you with us? Are you against us? Would you come here for... Did Switchblade walk into a gunfight with a knife? Or I'm is just he saying, playing for the this team? This goes the way... I mean, as I'm sitting here and I'm holding uh, something that looks like a switchblade, I mean, if battle lines have to be drawn Mm. and allegiances have to be said, Mm. as much as I love Carl Anderson, as much as I love the Good Brothers, I might have to take the side of G.O.D., and Switchblade Jay White. You're going against Kenny Omega? And you know I wasn't the biggest Jay White fan for a while. No, but he's earning his spot, right? He is. He's, he's growing on us. I, I, I might have to go with Jay White on this one, man. I mean, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I mean, because if Jay White comes in and he happens to bring the good brothers, then it'll just be perfectly balanced as all things should be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what i need i just need tama tonga to show up yeah because once once tama shows up then that's when you know she's getting down with the get down right i don't i don't need no words tonga shows up i'm ready for a fight i'm ready for a fight all, all you need to hear is guerrilla tactics it's time for warfare that's all you <laughs> need to hear that's all I need to hear, man. I, and and it would be fun to have, uh, you know what? And I don't even want to say that because I'm afraid of what the ending would be. But it would be fun to have a winner take all. Ah, uh, don't say that because we know what the res- we do know what the results gonna be. Because the Gorillas of Destiny are the current New Japan uh, Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Ah. Uh. With the never open weight champion against Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers for their tag titles and one of Kenny's many titles. You know what? You know what? I'm still with Team New Japan. I'm, st- I'm still, still with Team with- New Japan. I'm oh, still with- I'm still with Tom and Switchblade. But you know what? It does work out if certain titles are on the line. Like if it's the Good Brothers titles. And just the TNA title, it could work out. 
it could work out. You know, you know what else, you know what else kind of has me uh, itching for this? Mm. Because you know the elites with them? And sure, you got the good brothers on your side. You might have the elite on your side. Jay White also has G-O-D. And even though the numbers might still be out of their favor a little bit, mm-hmm. they don't have an underboss on their side. Mm, they don't. And I want I want to see I want to see everybody in on it right now. I'm just I'm just so excited. I'm fantasy booking, man. I want Fale in on the action. I don't like evil, but fuck it, get evil in on the action. <laughs> get usual. Takahashi back in here. Call Bone Soldier. We need everybody. Yeah. Bullet Club assemble. Let's go. Let let Finn go from his contract for a little bit. Does Cody come back then? I don't even know. I I could care less if Cody comes back or not. Cody can sit his ass on the sidelines and play with QT Marshall for all I care. Because you know Hangman Page ain't coming back. Yeah, let Cody sit on the sidelines and play with QT Marshall and but you gotta think they, you gotta think they only got like five people, right? Because you got the Bucks, you got the Good Brothers, and you got Kenny. So if they if they start showing up with the numbers, and you know it's just three with Switchblade and God and then Fale and then Yujiro Takahashi, and then they start coming in with more people, you're like, oh, we gotta get. Well, they don't need they don't need to bring all the Bullet Club. Just bring five. Oh shit! Even even if they just bring like Kenta and Fale, like, yeah, <laughs> just just bring Kenta, Fale, and uh, God, and you're good. Mm. Do Kenta they, do they Fale... assemble the other one? Is it is it you know the enemy? The enemy is my friend. You know what I mean? Or is it or is it or is it you know they they're coming in our house? We started this. We got to get back together. Whatever beef we had, we got to put aside for this. I was gonna and say you you Cody also got you also got a. I don't know how people Hang feel man, about him back now. Together. I don't know how people feel about him now, but there is a certain villain that's off on the sidelines right now. Ooh, that's true. That's true. If they bring three more, the if they bring three more people with so, them, I mean, at this point, and Paige and Cody bury the beef to get back with the elites, they could get they could get one more in a in a. And um, the villain. Mm-hmm. That'd be a sight. That'd be I know Bone Soldier's still out and about somewhere. You, you can get dope, the, man. You could probably get the Tokyo Pimp back in on the action. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's possible. I mean, with this, with this freaking revolving door at this point, shit, who knows, man? All I know is right now we got Pandora's box opened up, and I'm here for every minute of it. Mm-hmm. This is what where I mean. This, where do you end this, though? You know what I mean. Like, if what if this is not just Bullet Club? Honestly, this what if is... this becomes like everybody sticking up for everybody? You know. Honestly, this is where it gets too close to call. Because now we're we are literally in the end game, and I I can't tell you from Adam to Eve to Timbuktu and beyond. I don't know where the hell this is going to end up. Cause I could see them going to shows, and just WNWOing that shit. Getting I mean, it's possible mic, getting on the mic and being like, "F whatever match is going on right now." I'm Kenny Omega. I'm I'm Switchblade. I'm Tamatonga. You are I either will, with us or against us. You I and your entire that, company have to pick a side. 
now. I will say this though, it does feel like every company is ganging up right now to take out WWE at this point. Because right now, or is that, it's, yep, or is that the end game? Is the end game defeating WWE? Because right now, it's literally just TNA, AAA, uh, AEW, New Japan. Mm-hmm. versus WWE. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. It's, it's, it's like everybody but Ring of Honor, yeah. Ring of Honor's off in its own little world. NW, is NWA technically in on the on the revolving door? Yeah, because yeah. they're in partnership right. with AEW. So, with, uh, AEW so it's a five-on-one um, five on on at this point. Yep. Yep. God damn. Vince is going to have some fun. Yeah, they better start pumping out some good wrestling. You you better fuck. But I did hear there was... And listen to Hunter, man. I'm pretty sure Hunter kind of predicted something like this. I do believe he did. But I do think that Steph is meeting with uh, certain companies to uh, hear their pitches for better product. <laughs> so <laughs> they better start pumping out some stuff, man, because... See what happens when you sign writers who have no interest or, or have no history with professional wrestling in any uh, way, shape, or form? Speaking of, because you know we've they've been having like record low ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, and AEW actually beat Raw in ratings this week. Yep. That they did for the second so, week in a row, I believe. So this company that this company that like wasn't competition. This is looking like competition. <laughs> this is looking like big competition. You know what I mean? And now you got to deal with Switchblade, Jay motherfucking White popping up on programming in America. Mm-hmm. They better start opening their doors, man. I know y'all might have felt away after that Chris Jericho thing on the Broken Skull, but y'all might have to start opening some doors, talking to some people, being a little nicer. You know what I mean? Because it's about to look real bad for you if you don't jump in. You might have to play nice real quick. Yeah. You might have to start opening that trade door, even if it's just NXT. You know what I mean? Damn. Listen, who you want from the development? We'll, we'll give you anyone. Just get off our back. You know what I mean? Is Samoa Joe doing his thing right now? They Damn. might take anybody. But then again, that could turn around bad, too. Because what if they start taking the people you're giving them and making them way better than they was when they was there? Oh, no. I, I meant NXT better start bringing people to the main roster. I don't mean trade and go oh, away. Oh, no. For God's sakes, no. We ain't doing that. Because if, if, op- if they start opening their doors, like, listen, let's get some trades going, and they like, all right, give yeah. us Finn, then it's over. Like, don't give them Finn. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't say that. Because if they give up Finn, I'm jumping ship in, a, in the worst way. <laughs> they lose to me. You gonna you gonna be the new WWE guy on the point for for uh, the point of contact on the channel. I'm like fuck this. I'm out. I'm taking the indies. Damn, but all in all, man, this really wasn't trade the right right guys. Like, because we could we could use some of their guys on WWE, but let's not let's not trade away certain pieces. Because yeah. they'll make them better. <laughs> they'll, yeah. they'll make them better in the wrong way. Let New Japan be like, oh, give us Ricochet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Never getting that guy back. Never getting... <laughs> they'll be like, just give us Ricochet, uh, send us back Nakamura, and uh, a couple other people. 
Next thing you know, you got a new world champion over in uh, New Japan. Right. He's never coming back. He terminated his contract. I'm not, I'm, I'm not coming back over there. What are you talking about? <laughs> you see what they did to me over there? Made me start. Y'all better take y'all better take Sheamus and ship his ass. <laughs> right, you're right, you're right. Y'all better take somebody. Y'all better take somebody low level and and make them good. Shit, fuck mm-hmm. that. Don't give them Shit. nobody that you know how to use. Give them somebody big and fat. Give them Otis. <laughs> give them Otis. <laughs> them, they don't turn that man into the human thumb thumb from Spy Kids. Right, that's what he looked like. Uh, he looked like a goddamn thumb thumb. Like give him Otis. Just just it's just it's just don't send people to somewhere where they can be successful. Don't let NWA tell you give me give me Chad Gable. Cause NWA gonna take make take Chad Gable and make that nigga a star. <laughs> he ain't never gonna come back. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Damn man, but uh honestly, all in all, bro, this really was a good week. Yeah, this is an amazing week, man. Yeah, we had a fun week. We had a fun week this week in wrestling. Hopefully, uh, next week is just as good. Yeah, and the, the crowds being back is amazing. Hopefully, tonight is amazing. I, I know. Me personally, I, I have a prediction on a couple of, well, not an exact prediction, but I feel like we're going to see some more returns at Money in the Bank and on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I would really hope so. I would really hope so. I'm just saying, everybody's all high and mighty until the man comes around. <laughs> Cough, sneeze. <laughs> Cough, sneeze. Um, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, but let's let's jump into these shout-outs real quick. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna start real quick. Uh, as always, shouting out our YouTube and Instagram people, Bobby Rassels over at the uh, All About Wrestling podcast. Him and his lovely co-host do an amazing job. So if you haven't checked them out, you definitely need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also shout out to Fetz Frequency, D the Toy Hunter, Joey Reckless, aka Reckless Pops. If you guys want to check out their dope content as well, you can find them on YouTube uh, and Instagram. And definitely, definitely, uh, some great people to interact with as far as wrestling goes. Mm-hmm. So go check them out as well. Uh, and Stevie, I'm tossing it right over to you now. All right, so shout out to the uh, Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, shout out to Pod Nation on Twitter. Uh, they promote any podcast you send them, uh, so they're they're a good one just for gaining connections. Um, if you're podcasting out there, uh, shout out to Wrestling Jeebus as always, uh, and Jaded Wrestling. That's awesome, got, man. That's our wrestling Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, guys, that's pretty much it. That's all we got for you this week. Uh, this was a fun show. I know we had a blast. Finally, uh, after weeks of, you know, thrashing the wrestling industry, we finally got some good stuff to talk about. And this was mm-hmm. primarily a good good reaction show. This is a positive show, man. Yeah, it really was, man. You see what happens when they when they just, you know, give us what we want? We, we have nice things to say. Mm-hmm. You bring up Finn Balor. You bring up a couple other people. You give us switchblade and this is what happens this is what we get at the end of the day we're all just batista you know just give us what we want (laughs) yeah give us what we want man and if you don't give us the right thing and and you know terrible writing happens we turn to Dolph ziggler and we say it should have been me we could have been (laughs) the better writers absolutely thank you guys for tuning in that's all we got hope you guys have a blessed week stay up stay blessed and as always 
Stay, stay dangerous. dangerous. Saskatchewan.